This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the short code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. With me today in the studio and live streaming on our Facebook group, the Short Coat Student Lounge, it's MD PhD student Aline Sanduk. Hi, thanks for having me again. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> M1 Noah Wick is back. Hello. And M4's M4 Abby Fife returns to the mic. Hi. And M4 Madeline Cusimano is with us too. Thanks you. Thank you for joining me today, Madeline. Yeah. And to all of you. Thank it's you. been a while. Today's Bye. episode is brought to you by Enso Rings. We'll talk about them later on the show. I would also like to take this opportunity to tell you about the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine's conference on the intersections between the arts and humanities and medicine. If your interests include writing, art, music, or any of the humanities, you should come to one of our 36 virtual sessions starting today. These sessions are designed to help you keep in touch with the part of you that makes and enjoys art of any kind, and even incorporate them into your understanding of health and healthcare sessions are just 15 bucks, but use the promo code TELC bonus 21 during checkout. No spaces. TELC bonus 21 during checkout for one free session at examinedlifeconference.com. Check it out. Madeline, Abby, I know you're both applying to residency programs. How's it going so far? Let me let me mine that horror for this show. Honestly, I think the worst part for me is over, which was writing my personal statement. And Why was that so bad? I mean, you, I you know you. Have horrible writer's block and a fear of just putting things on paper. Like, I could talk for hours with anyone about anything, but as soon as I'm asked to write anything down, then I freeze and freak out. So, our lovely Kate helped out a lot, our writing and humanities coordinator. Yeah. Well, that's good. How did she, how did she help you? Moral support, (laughs) editing, (laughs) all of the, anything. It was great. That's good. She's pretty I'm I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out if there is a uh, phobia. Of writing? There's got to be, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I was just so ready for like graphophobia, script graph- graphophobia or scriptophobia. Maybe I have that. Maybe you have that. Yeah. You don't have just, you don't have fear of writing in all situations, though, I assume. No. <laughs> Otherwise it would have been hard to get this far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I can write notes just fine. Pens trigger you. Yeah. Yeah. I think just writing assignments. All right. Well, I mean, writing a personal statement is really hard at any stage of your like for college, for applying to med school, because it's like you're you're putting together a puzzle, but you don't know what the final image is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. had a hard time with the personal statement because it was like, I have one page to tell you who I am. Yeah. And I'm like, I need a whole lot more than one page of writing. Like, but who that, you are, that's kind of a broad thing. I mean, maybe uh-huh. you just want to tell them what they need to know about you. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask briefly like what the restrictions like are? There is no word limit. Literally nothing. Literally, <laughs> oh, that's a nightmare. Literally, actually. there's no like prompt. There's nothing. It's like write a personal statement. Yeah. It was oh. really but basically, <laughs> But what you need to do is kind of prove why you would be a candidate like 
you would be a good physician in whatever specialty you're applying to. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of feedback that I got as we went through the drafts was like, okay, you are talking way too much about your experiences and like why you have a passion for psychiatry or why like how these patients <laughs> patients impacted you and not enough about why you specifically would be good at all these things. Mm. Oh, and that's okay. really hard. I mean, you can talk a little bit about your passions, but um, I, like everything you said, I was like, yeah, yeah, personal statement. And then you got to the last part and I was like, oh, OK, so like the selling part. Yeah. What yeah. what what is it? What is it that the program really wants to know? That's the important question. Mm-hmm. Like, why yeah. should we pick like all that you? other stuff is yeah. great. And I constantly had to remind myself, like, I'm literally writing to people who are psychiatrists and are in the field. So I don't need to sell them on the field of psychiatry. Right. Like they're already uh, yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. So I need to sell them on why I would be an asset to the field and to their program. Wouldn't that be great, though, if they read your personal statement and was like, you reminded me of why I do what I do. <laughs> my yeah. my burnout has disappeared. Yes. Yeah, I would take Thank it. Thank you. I had issues with like, I was selling myself, but like indirectly. And Kate kept being like, Abby, OK, now you explained it. Now you just have to tell me this is why this makes me good. And I was like. But shouldn't they just read this and like infer? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just like ra- like raking through. Like if right now I have a visual image of like a pile of words, like a pile of leaves and just raking out qualifiers. Not kind of, not like, not sometimes, not mm-hmm. as. It's just like, no, you are. Yes. A this, good is a class, this is a classic mistake in writing where mm-hmm. you like, it seems like, or apparently, or like, no, you yeah. are. You don't think this. This is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't dance around the launch button. You press the launch button. That's right. is what they're saying. Yeah. That's right. I finally wrote three sentences and it was, I would be a good pediatrician, or this shows I would be a good pediatrician because, and I explained it, and I sent it to Kate and I was like, I need you to promise me that if this makes me sound like an egotistical jerk, you will tell me. <laughs> and she's like, no, it doesn't. But I felt so self-conscious about it's, it. It's yeah. hard selling yourself. And that's it what is. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you selling, can't just be Selling like, period is hard. Yeah. Selling I, is hard. I am not a good salesman at all. I think because <laughs> yeah. you, you spend a lot of your clinical years just like trying to be the med student. Like obviously you want to work hard and impress your attendings and residents. But for the most part, you're just trying not to be a cog in the wheel. Yeah. And so when you're asked to finally apply to residency and suddenly step up into this mode of confidence and say all these nice things about yourself, it's it's definitely a transition even yeah. for people who it's and it's not just for people who tend to be a more on like the humble or like meeker side i think it's difficult for anyone mm-hmm. yeah and then clerkships there's definitely a line you can cross where you have done too good of a job and they don't huh? like it oh yeah yeah oh, i believe that Actually, i've had problems I with that. like on a rotation where I was doing, I was like really excelling and felt like I was doing a really good job, but the resident was struggling and she was Mm. definitely punishing me for it. Like she would send me away. Like you need to go do this task that clearly did not need to be done (sighs) so that I would not be able to participate in discussions with her and the fellow and stuff like that. So it was like, I was like, and I had to like tone it down and like do less good of a job because I was making her so mad by doing good. (laughs) Um, You know, so here's the thing that is so common in the real world. Mm -hmm. And if like 
I'm sure you've had lots of shitty jobs, but if you've ever like, like it's just medicine is like any other profession where you have a lot of office politics Yeah, and that's off. You, yeah. you showed up your boss and now your boss is mad at you because you made them look bad to their boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, it was dumb because it was like, I was on rotation doing something that I want to do with my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know? wanted to look good. And the yeah. resident didn't really care all that much about what she was doing. And so it was like, it was, it's fine. I, I didn't think it made her less good of a doctor than me. It was just this one rotation. Mm-hmm. Did you ever talk to the attending about it? Or I guess like, no, I didn't, I didn't feel like I could give feedback in a way that wouldn't have ramifications on me later on possibly. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. Yeah. Let me ask Hard. you about your uh, about getting interviews. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> anxiety, stressful. You know, it's, there's no sense of relief. There's not like, oh, thank God, I got some interviews. I mean, there, no, there yeah. is, there is. It's super, it's super exciting. And like the first one that you get, it's like so. I mean, it 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 really is wonderful, but it's very like, at least psych. I don't know about peds. A lot of it doesn't there's no rhyme or reason for how they give out interviews a lot of the surgical and subsurgical specialties especially this year have moved towards like one day that they send out all the interview invites or mm. i just mm. heard that neurosurgery is doing like every friday after 4 p.m so that you can expect when to hear but mm. you know what i'm down with that yeah, oh, yeah. i'm down so with that it's great. idea yeah. it would be great because i have heard of at least one student who missed their interview email the email that said hey we want to give you an interview mm. and all the spots filled up because he was doing an exam mm. yeah yeah and i think now they've really emphasized like please do not offer more interview invites and you have slots like i think things are slowly Wait, getting that, better that Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And even though it's better, it still definitely is. I also know someone who she's on palliative care right now and Uh missed an interview slot because she was having like a like with a crying mother and not checking her phone. So like these are two very valid excuses, like being Mm -hmm. present with a human and comforting and taking a required exam. Like Uh I can't think of a more valid reason to not be checking your email than those two things. Here's the advice that I that I gave to you today. Yes. Have a delegate. Yeah. Um, My husband ha- have somebody is, who's yeah. authorized oh. to act on your behalf. Mm. Yeah. Say <laughs> like within a power like, of attorney. <laughs> yeah. Just all I'm saying is have somebody who's a delegate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna set up a new email address that is like the only thing that this email gets is yeah. those because yeah. mm, I didn't do that and I have my email or, notifications on and it's driving me mad. I'm, I've got I'm going to set up a new email account. I'm going to change my ERS. So that's the email and that's going to be the oh. only thing this email gets. And then I'm going to give my that's mom what I did. And it's this been email really password helpful. too. Yeah. And then my mom and I will both have them. So hi mom, I'm going to make you do this if you don't already know. <laughs> She'll be happy to do it. Oh, she'll be so she'll happy. Be totally happy. I love my mom. She's incredible. All right. Well, that's that's all that's all good. When are your interviews? When are your actual interviews? My first one's November 9. And then Oh my god. Yeah. My first one's next Wednesday. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> is it out of town? No, they're all virtual. I mean, I yeah. Okay. But is the residency out of town? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's in the Midwest, but okay. yeah. I have a friend who has three in-person interviews for family med programs in Iowa. So Iowa to just <laughs> buck the trend and do in-person interviews yeah. instead. So Iowa. Like as in the state of Iowa, not the yeah. university. Mm-hmm. 
There's a little bit of truth there. Well, good. I guess I'm happy for you that things are moving along. I know it's a little a little scary, a little nerve-wracking, a little this, a little that, but we'll get through it together. March really feels like a long time away now. <laughs> it, it must. Yeah. March, if you don't know, listeners, is when uh, they find out whether they matched and mm-hmm. where. And, feels like uh, the only reprieve to the existential dread of, <laughs> yeah. No, because don't kid yourself. I, 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 maybe I should, maybe I should be all like, yay, yes, March. No, the dread continues. Yeah. It's just a different, it's just aimed in a different direction. There's this meme going around that's like adulthood is just saying things will slow down in two weeks forever until you die. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I, yes, it's relevant to all of adulthood, but I also think like for the medical school, it'd be like, things will slow down after this test or it's especially after step true. one yeah. or mm-hmm. after applications are in or yeah. whatever. God. Yeah. Every session we have in the MSTP with like a more senior person in our field, like a Q and a, whatever without fail, every single time someone's like, so work life balance. What, what, how do you do that? And the, per- all of the very creative ways people have been like, you get none till you're the one in charge. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the take home message every time. Like mm-hmm. there is no, uh, this is a fantasy. It doesn't exist for you <laughs> until you're the boss mm-hmm. and you can be like, you do it and then yeah. go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I was talking to an attending a few months ago and I was talking about like wanting to get good sleep and like feel like I had time for <laughs> hobbies. And she's like, oh, Abby, trust me, it's going to be so much better when you're in attending. And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, that is seven years away. Yeah. <laughs> this is that's like a decade she was was just like oh well hang in there (laughs) she was so nice about it i was like you realize this is like that is the that is the funniest thing i'm gonna try to bank i don't know i feel like after applications were due i feel like the rest of this year i'm i've been getting pretty good sleep so i'm gonna try to bank all my sleep hours is that how is that how sleep works I wish you sleep much better. I'm finding now that I'm not on a rotation when there is not pressure to get the sleep at a certain time. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's yeah, Yeah. that's a big problem. Sleep. The knowledge. Wake up in the middle of the night and then I start thinking. How many hours till my alarm? Why am I not asleep? What am I going to do tomorrow when I haven't slept? And Mm -hmm. if it's if it's 9:30 p.m. and I know I have to be awake at 5:30 p.m. so I know the only way I am getting eight hours of sleep is if I fall asleep immediately. Yeah. Just that's not doesn't work because then my brain is like all right i have to fall asleep and it just can't really form under pressure pressure. yeah Yeah. meanwhile madeline you're doing something nice hopefully i heard you're trying to do something nice what are you trying to do so back in early september i get an email i thought it was a spam email from dkms which is an acronym. That's that popular. That's a popular K-pop. fashion ba- brand, DKMS. It's it's actually an acronym for a German phrase, but it's the organization is Delete Blood Cancer slash Be the Match. I found out that I was a bone marrow match Ooh. for a six year old girl. Wow. And I was like, I don't know. I've had two. I have one cousin with leukemia, one cousin with lymphoma. Mm -hmm. So this blood cancer is very near and dear to my heart. And so I just kind of started hyperventilating because I was like, there's no way. And I read the email and it said less than 1% of people who join the registry end up donating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Most people, many people who join, I, I found out a few things. Many people who join decline to mm. donate marrow. 
mm-hmm. really? after even though they've joined i think that's uh-huh. like a fair decision to make yeah they, they give you that autonomy right um, i mean you got to give them yeah the, of course right. and you got to yeah. respect that decision but at the same mm-hmm. time it's surprising i would have well, thought that if you yeah, join yeah, yeah if you join you should kind of be fairly sure that you would be yeah but uh, donate, okay but. i totally agree if you batch you should donate if you're in the right health state of mind whatever mm-hmm. but also you have to think like i had i ran into someone who they came to their daughter's high school and mm-hmm. all the 18 anyone who's 18 and up they gathered them in a gym and they played like this really emotional video about mm. kids dying from leukemia and then said do you want to join the registry yeah so, uh, so yeah. like Put your thumb on the scale a little there <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. so yeah. i don't think that's everyone like i signed up i tried to donate blood for a homecoming blood drive in college my freshman year but i wasn't I didn't meet the qualifications to donate blood that day. And so they like ushered me over to the be the match table and they told me all about bone marrow registry. And I was like, oh, well, at least I can do something today since I can't donate blood. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I joined. So I think a lot of people joined too, like when their friends or their family have been <laughs> affected by it. But there's some people who are kind of pressured into it at a young age. Donating bone marrow, it's not a walk in the park either. Like it's mm-hmm. uh, its yeah. an invasive procedure and I think it's very well, fair. Well, I, I looked, I did, yeah, I mean, it is fair. I did look into what's involved just because I was curious. And I was surprised to know that 80% of blood stem cell donations are Basically, it's just a blood draw. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a fancy yeah. blood draw. So I can yeah. go into the two different yeah. types because I had to get educated on all of this. So there's two different types of stem cell donation. There's mm-hmm. peripheral stem cell and then there's bone marrow harvesting. Mm-hmm. And so the peripheral stem cell, it's just like an extended blood donation. You just go into the hospital. You have to take. Oh, I can't remember the name of the shots. You have yeah, to there's GCSF? A... No. No. Okay. Never mind. It's, uh, it's basically the, the job is to increase the number of, of blood stem cells, cells in, in your, your blood that's what gcsf oh, I think, does yeah i think maybe, maybe they just told me the brand name or something oh, so yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. flamopine or something yeah. okay well so it's like five Don't days leading <laughs> up to that pretty sure it's not flamopine <laughs> they take the blood out of one arm and then they filter through and then they give you your red blood cells back and it the process takes like six to eight hours so it's pretty long then then the other one is where I think what traditionally people think about is like the bone marrow harvesting and everyone like makes up like, oh, it's so painful. But I've read a ton of testimonials and it's like very variable depending on the person and how you handle pain Mm -hmm. and also just like your anatomy. You know, the the thing that I've learned about pain is if you ask your doctor, will this hurt? They can't answer that question. Pain is extremely subjective and yeah. it's extremely dependent on the person and it can be different from procedure to procedure i mean mm-hmm. it, it's it's a no, it's almost a nonsense question mm-hmm. yeah. i mean you have to be yeah. prepared for yeah. a little bit but apparently the the most side effects are basically like achiness bruising and it's only a two-hour procedure like you get put under general anesthesia what so what i was told is that since my the patient that needs the transplant is a child they much prefer the bone marrow transplant because there's less of a risk of graft versus host disease mm-hmm. mm. than with the peripheral blood cell donation. So it's like 95% I'll probably, if all of the thing the boxes that get ticked happen, then there's I will be doing to, bone marrow. Yeah. 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 So, so I got, where are you at in the process now? So they drew my blood. They drew like eight tubes of blood. It was, it was a lot oh, to wow. just test probably for all sorts of viruses, like, 
sure. all of the standard labs and then also to confirm that I'm a match. So like make sure like that cheek swab that I did like eight years ago mm-hmm. is yeah. still like make sure you haven't changed it was not mixed cheeks. up in the lab yeah. Or yeah. yeah so they need to confirm that you can only donate if you're a 10 out of 10 match or a 9 out of 10 but they much much prefer 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. match sure. apparently there's multiple people who are a match for this little girl but i am the youngest so most likely they would prefer to go with me yeah, eighteen. It's eighteen to thirty-five is the age range that they prefer to get. And I think I, I'm not eligible to donate because I'm an old. I'm an old, but uh, I'm an old man. But I think forty is like the pretty much the cutoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But eighteen to thirty-five. That's most of you, short coats. So uh, yeah, you know. please go do it. And now they send you at-home testing kits. Mm-hmm. Like you. you can go to the Be the Match website and request a cheek swab kit to be sent to your house and this all changed with the pandemic so you don't even have to go anywhere to do it and Mm. then you just mail it off nice i always really wanted to donate my bone marrow because it was like i'm gonna save lives with my brain and maybe i can save a life (laughs) with my body Mm -hmm. but they kicked me off the list because i wasn't healthy enough or something and i was like so i was having a surgery and so i told them because i didn't want them to try and match me with someone like well, I couldn't actually donate, and they're like, sure. and they never let me back on. Mm. So, well, you're healthy now. I know, Can you just try again. No, they said they, they said it was like a permanent, <laughs> like. Well, you like, got permanent banned. I got permanently banned. banned from the bone. Marrow. I didn't know. I didn't know the bone marrow registry was like Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> and all and all fans that really go join and do it because I. <laughs> I'm sure they weren't trying to be mean, but I was like, I mean, they must have a reason. They, they probably I'm did. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah. I think they were actually just like trying to look out for me. And they were like, like, holy crap, there is a whole styrofoam cup in your blood. What? Yeah. You can't, your blood is literally trash. We, yeah. <laughs> we found a candy wrapper in there. We can't have it. <laughs> I also heard that they prefer like I was trying to figure this out they prefer women like before they've had any children and I think it's just because Mm -hmm. of like the auto like the immune effects of pregnancy and then you're Mm -hmm. at more risk for autoimmune diseases like post pregnancy isn't there like permanently like fetal DNA in you after you have a baby that's what I've I'm pretty sure there is so I think you like would have that risk of then like you wouldn't be the perfect match anymore because then there's like the fetuses Mm -hmm. stuff in there too Mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's not saying this impossible that but they're just like trying that's why they go to high school or high schools and like register mm-hmm. because the longer you're on the list the more oh. of a chance that you are to match with someone right. and i thought you were gonna say that's why they go to high school because you're less likely to be pregnant i'm like mm. well no just <laughs> yeah. not in all high schools <laughs> not in the, the high younger school. you are the less likely you are to have developed some of these like other diseases that would make you ineligible ineligible yeah. like yeah, pregnancy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. one thing which that is definitely me. a disease yeah, yeah, yeah. of course I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. audience i love you including the parents and I, that was just a joke aline gets hate mail again i the one time one right hey there's just always the one time he, he, let's he's aim, been filtering on all the other times <laughs> let's aim for number two have that you be been great. keeping me in the dark <laughs> 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 I did learn also I was I was surprised to know this because it's not the same for as far as I know for blood donation but LGBTQ plus folks are are definitely eligible to I think I'm right it's I'm I think sure. I'm right about yeah. blood donation health right screenings. there's a there's a health screening yeah. and mm-hmm. if 
you know, you're healthy enough, then there's no reason mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to, apparently. So. Kind of makes mm-hmm. you wonder why they don't just do that for blood instead. Well, suppose they were supposed <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah they- That's what I thought like 10 years ago, but... Yeah. I haven't Have heard. I haven't heard. Anything. They did revise it to now. If you were gay, if if you were gay, <laughs> if you were actively gay in the last year, you, see you can, as opposed to a lifetime ban. Oh, is, is that, that is that, that right? the phrasing that's used? No, no, no <laughs> you're actively gay. Actively, were you were you actively gay in the last? Show us your membership card. Are you <laughs> now, or have you, you ever been here? gay? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> show yeah. us your club membership card. Yeah, that's oh, how boy. they. I wish they. I wish they have. A, that's how they would ask it. Would make it less uh, hurtful. But. Did you experiment in college? <laughs> no, you can't. With what exactly <laughs> is the follow-up question? <laughs> Substance. Oh boy, this is this is great. I, I look forward to hearing that you uh, were able to go through with it. I hope, I hope, I hope it works, works out. out. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the waiting phase, just waiting for... Oh, how, how long the, do you think it'll... Well, they, they said up to two months, and it's been a little over a month. Mm-hmm. But initially, the apparently the medical team initially wanted to schedule the transplant for late October, early November, but I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to hit that at mm-hmm. this point. Other things that can delay it is like the status of the patient, mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. them getting better or getting worse. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they get hospitalized and they're not healthy enough to receive yeah. the donation. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like, okay, we can like, we don't have to rush through this as much as we thought. Interesting. So it depends on the disease too. Yeah. You better have a plan for like what happens if uh, you get the word like hey come today for the for the transplant and you'll be like well i have an interview today. well they they said they i'm re- i'm actually really nervous about this but i was fully transparent with them because they ask they ask you to give all the dates that you would be unavailable and i'm just like i don't know that's not a thing i was like i would do. drop everything i would like cancel a rotation i would not go home for thanksgiving all this stuff but i was like but interviews are a little bit different whatever mm-hmm. look yeah, I yeah. bet you could call up an interview place and be like, "Hey, oh yeah, I'm gonna friggin' give bone marrow. Do you mind if I don't come to my? Do you mind if we reschedule? Yeah. Would that be all right with you?" What's really cool is one of my letter writers wrote about it in her letter of recommendation. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but yeah, no, they said they give you at least. Oh, three you said f- no. You said no. I can't save somebody's life. Oh, hmm. Curious. That's interesting. <laughs> Curious. Let me write that down. Most cases are not emergent enough so that they can give you three to four weeks of notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I was going to say. I was like, knowing what I know about the process, mm-hmm. like usually yeah. like if Tuesday isn't going to work, they can make Wednesday work. Yeah. 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 Good. Okay. Yeah. It's just my naivete. Because yeah. they like have to do the induction chemo, but like, right. the, the patient oh, yeah, has right. to go through like two weeks of like mm-hmm. terrible, terrible chemo and before they take get your, the your, transplant. you got to take your blood pumping drugs too yeah yeah so yeah, if it's yeah. like if it's like and it's just virtual interviews so like i feel like i just need the day of the surgery Ooh. off and then maybe the day after mm-hmm. yeah do your interview while you're getting while you're donating <laughs> well that's what, what i was like do if the, i was doing the like peripheral flex. i was like what if i <laughs> did the interview while i was doing the peripheral? you would get the you would get the biggest gunner award ever oh, yeah <laughs> i would feel uncomfortable it with would, that, okay like it would totally be a conversation you know how i tell you to like put stuff in your background let's like start mm-hmm. a conversation it's just the perfect one like that's oh yeah funny. what do you what do you what's in that in that background oh yeah this is like the hospital like straight up no i'm just shooting up heroin don't worry about that yeah. <laughs> i mean a, a totally legal thing that is supposed to go in my body boy this blood donation machine over here it's very loud i'm sorry i hope it'd be okay during the interview <laughs> all right well good awesome can't wait to hear more about that yeah get on the registry you youngins you can also <laughs> register to donate kidneys too 
I don't know how. I don't have the details. I just know it's a thing. Yeah. I think like if you, one, I think you one, have, one kidney, one kidney, generally. you can only donate one at a time. I think if you just like go to a hospital and be like, <laughs> I want to donate a kidney, that's a thing you can do. Because there's been like in the past year two altruistic donors at this hospital who just are like, I've got a kidney, I'd like to give it to a kid, and they're like, okay, and then they find one of the kids waiting for a kidney and. Oh. Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show. And the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the shortcoats at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. You just reminded me of something. Have you all heard the story, Bad Art Friend? No. No. All right. So uh, I'll keep this real short because it's probably not that interesting. But there's some like big story, this dust up about a pair of friends who met in a writing program and one of them wrote a short story mocking the other (laughs) because she a year ago or so decided to donate a kidney and then launched a blog and published like a series of videos talking about the experience and and I guess her friends got really fed up with this and like were really annoyed and they were like hey just do the thing like you don't need all that credit and she's like we donated a kidney right (laughs) maybe I do deserve the credit so so one of them as I said wrote a short story that was like more or less modeled on this person and the person that it was about ended up taking that person to court and I think the reason that everyone's talking about it now is because like they're in the trial phase and all these private messages are coming out about this person and all of their friends who were talking about her. oh my god <laughs> it's so bizarre a story and I and I, guess, I want you to send me a link to this is she yeah. taking her to court for like what defamation or like I think uh, for yeah I think mean? for well for plagiarism actually oh, oh. This is why I just remembered because (laughs) she the person who wrote the story plagiarized one of her blog posts, like Uh used like word for word some Mm. of the language that she had used to describe herself. Mm. And her reasoning was like, it was too good. Like, I I couldn't make it better. (laughs) Like she it was great as it was. So she just just put it in quotes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you, exactly. Let's just imagine that defense for like a student accused of plagiarism. It was too good. It, right, it was too good. <laughs> up to date did it better. Why would I? Yeah. yeah. What can I add to up to date? I mean, that's just that's just a waste of time. Waste of my time. Yeah. It's hubris to, to think with. I had anything else to add. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. It is really hard sometimes when you're like given a writing assignment and like everything you need is on up to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, man. They just they just did it so well. Like, why do I need to write about this? Okay. How, do you, I, how do you? I mean, is it? Is it I, I typically just a, find I a use, primary source from up to date and then yeah. like summarize yeah. the very specific clinical findings of this trial exactly. that I found, yeah. and that's how I make it like my own. I like, use know. up to date for ninety five percent of it, and then find <laughs> one cool fact on a primary source yeah. one thing from pubmed okay something really annoying happened to me once so where an attending assigned me a presentation and he said but you can't use up to date you have to use dynamed and i was like what oh dynamed is the exact same thing but not as good yeah well that's yeah. It. he was handicapping he was like you know that guy owns stock in dynamite that's remember, what I, I don't know do you remember how you were too good during that rotation yeah, well that we're gonna it. hobble you from now on so that you that was it dynamite more like dinosaur hey yeah. nice 
Hey, I got to head to the. Uh, I got to. Would you mind waiting here while I visit the financial aid office, please? Sure. Okay. Sure. Silicone rings. <laughs> so confused. Silicone <laughs> rings have become so popular in the last. That's what I call my my commercial spots now. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, oh, so I like it. it. Do we commercials yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Let me use my Silicone rings have become so popular in the last couple of years. They come in handy if you use your hands a lot and you don't want to take off your ring between tasks. But not all silicone rings are created equal. That's why I like Enso rings. They're redefining silicone rings. And when I saw them, I was pretty impressed because Enso rings offers a ton of stylish collections. And in particular, their Rise collection is designed for people like you, medical professionals or medical students. The collection is engineered with anti-ring avulsion technology. And rings are easy to keep clean thanks to Enso's patented SteriTouch antimicrobial technology. But even more important than safety, I think they look cool. Very comfortable to wear. And if I were a doctor, I'd be very pleased that I can wear them under PPE and feel secure knowing that it won't be lost in some exam room. I also recommend checking out their Elements collection. Those rings are infused with precious metals like pearl, volcanic ash even. Uh, something only Enso, Enso rings can do with their patented technology. So you should really check out Enso rings. They've hit just the right price point on these rings anyway, but if you need a little extra nudge, short coats, they have a special offer just for you. 10% off your first purchase of any collection. Just go to EnsoRings.com slash short today and use the promo code short. That's promo code short at E-N-S-O-Rings.com slash short. Thank you, Enso Rings, for your support of the Shortcode Podcast. Listeners, reciprocate. You know what I'm saying? Reciprocate. Shortcodes, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. Squid Game. Who's watching Squid Game? I just watched it for the first time last night. Watched Three whole episodes. Three whole episodes. That's a lot. Recommend. I, I, I mean, it's kind of going crazy right now. It's a little too real. I think. Well, I wonder if some people are watching and being like, I okay. wish I could do that. It's a little triggering. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, my mom tried to tell me what it was about. And I Capitalism. Like, I like, <laughs> her description, I was like, I was like, so <laughs> just not helpful at all. So I still don't know what, what this game is. So I, I know the premise, yeah. So yeah. tell us the you, you've you've seen the show. So uh, go ahead. I'm not really a binge watcher, so like watching three episodes of an hour long show is like kind of a lot for me. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm living the M4 life, so mm-hmm. yeah. So basically, it is a Korean TV series, so you can watch it either subtitled or dubbed. It's on I would recommend the subtitled version. Oh, the dub is horrible. Yeah, but so it's essentially kind of about like all of these people who are in like tremendous debt and there's some like higher some secret entity that like essentially in in incentivizes these people to enter this game where they could win like a lot of money and they incentivize them by kind of saying like like playing a mini game with them and they're like all right, well, I have an even better opportunity for you. And so they go and essentially they play these all of these childhood games that they would have played growing up as kids. 
and you have to follow the rules. And if you don't, you're eliminated, which means you are killed. Oh, so it's like the Hunger Games. It is basically like, like the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's but much more relatable. All right. But, but, what, <laughs> yeah. but what it's really about is like desperation, like poverty, mm-hmm. capitalism, always just being driven by money. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what. Why what, do they kill you, though? Well, we, we it's don't, an allegory. Okay. I, I'm only, yeah, <laughs> I'm only on episode I don't do three. well with allegories. Have you ever heard of television? Come on. <laughs> Have you ever heard? They've let's talk a... about themes. Let's talk about <laughs> literary themes going on. Well, yeah. I, I, I have not watched yeah. it. I just, I, I'm not in the right I, headspace. I thought too. I was late in the game. <laughs> I'm yeah, very much planning on uh, looking into it this weekend. I've got a few other shows on the fire, so I can't promise anything, but it, it it's I on Netflix. I would recommend alternating between that and Ted Lasso. Ah, oh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. That's where my potential. heart lies. <laughs> I saw an article on McSweeney's this morning entitled Academic Market or Squid Game. Ah. And it's a list of qualities of a job search in academia, not residency. But I thought it applies fairly well to some part of medicine, these sort of eight rules. Yeah. Well, I mean, they... if I don't match, I may have to enter Squid yeah. Game. Yeah. Let's see. Is that, how, is that how it works? I enter the game. Yeah, okay. yeah sure. Okay. <laughs> let's see if let's see if you agree with me. So these these are. It, it, uh, I, I took these from McSweeney's. I'm sure that's plagiarism in some way, but we're adding value, so maybe not. But could you have made it any better? Yeah, no, no, I could not. Then it's not plagiarism. Uh, so here is the first one. You and 500 other people compete for the chance at one prize due to the rigged economic system and bad life decisions that you have that have landed you in a cycle of exploitation and debt. Does this remind you of medical school at all? <laughs> the bad life decision, maybe, of entering medical school? I was talking to my physical therapist and he was like, what are you doing today? And I, or I was like, I'm going to be studying all day. He's like, that's not much of a lie. And I was like, well, I signed up. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you and everybody else who entered medical school signed up to compete for, for, for jobs mm-hmm. in the, in the post school marketplace, 42,500 applicants versus 36,000 jobs. So there's a little parallel there. Sorry, what's the point? Exploitation. <laughs> Exploitation. I'm, I'm discouraging yeah. people from applying to medical school unless they really want it. <laughs> well, I think like, I don't know. I just, I'd push back on the bad life decisions framing there, both yeah. like within the context of poverty, but also within the context of medical school. All right. You know, yeah. but yeah. you know, I put my tongue in cheek in that one. Yeah. Uh, but there is debt. There All is right. debt. There, there is, is a lot there of debt. Is debt. I do feel like my odds of getting a residency are better than 500 to 1, though. Sure. So. True. Yeah. Sure. Is true. At, but everyone. once you, at the application to medical stage, though, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the odds are then. Lower. Mm-hmm. Lower. By quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Lower than 500 to 1? Well, actually, I don't know. I, I know because I, someone, as someone who just applied like last cycle, like I know like numerically at some schools, my odds of like getting an interview is like 1%. Oh, okay. Like just like, well, I mean, there's, there's, I don't know how many people, there, there are 170 spots here at the Carver College. Mm-hmm. 160. I thought it was spots. 152. 152 spots. Mm-hmm. Plus PA. And then there mm-hmm. are like 3,000, like 3,000 interviews or applicant or applicants, there's 3,000 yeah. applicants and then there's 700 interviews. I didn't realize, I didn't realize how bad my odds were. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah well and then you compound it on like yeah like getting through medical school matching yeah. i didn't have yeah. much it definitely advising. gets better as you go on <laughs> it was just kind of maybe that's and for I, the best. I had no idea what my i had no idea that it was that low maybe that's for the best for the best i didn't have any idea how hard it was like han solo says never tell me the odds yeah. <laughs> uh all right let's let's try this next one yes Wait, wait, wait. So sorry. What's the game that we're playing? The we're game. not playing a game. We're not playing. We're just, this is real we're life. We're just engaging <laughs> in a philosophical we're just, discourse. Basically, what I'm doing is keyword stuffing this this uh, episode of the Short Code Podcast so that people who are like type in squid game, maybe uh, they'll run across the short code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's all it strategy, baby. It's we're just participating go. in some gallows humor. Yes. Uh-huh. That's what we're doing. The second one that they listed on McSweeney's, as you progress to each new round and as the pool of competitors shrink, you realize that many of your competitors are your closest friends. <laughs> Even as it also becomes clear to you that for you to win, they will all have to lose. Okay, that's a little... Is that how Squid yeah. Games is? Because that's what I was wondering. That's, yeah. That's okay. essentially yeah, how it... Because, I, again, I'm only on episode three, but it's just like, they're all like starting to become friends and what they really say is that like as long as you follow the rules you won't get eliminated so like theoretically like there could be more than one person who follows all the rules they haven't told us yet that only one person wins like i don't think they explicitly say said that i have heard it said about medical school Mm. that it's a game that you aren't that you don't know all the rules of until the end. Mm. Oh yeah, that's oh, that is so the true. hidden curriculum. Yeah, yep. that's true. I don't feel much though that like my friends, like my peers, have to lose for me to right. win. I don't. I, I Not don't. at this school. But no. would you agree that there are certain people who? Oh yeah, yes. might feel that. Way. Oh yeah, probably. And, yeah, absolutely. And some programs, like some other medical programs, some other residency programs, I certainly feel like because I feel like. Uh, at least at Iowa, especially, it's not it doesn't feel like a zero sum game. Yeah. yeah. Where like your wins are coming at the expense of someone else. Like yeah. who, like generally it's like what's the rising tide lifts all yes, boats. Yes, rising tide yeah. lifts, lifts all boats. There's a real spirit of collaboration here. Like people posting their study guides or uh-huh. and, and maybe every and class is different, but I know mine did that a lot. Mm, yeah. And yeah. we should keep in mind the parallels I saw when I read this article weren't like completely medicine or completely carver college medicine or completely residency i just felt like there was a nugget in each of them that made me go hmm yeah Mm, makes you think makes you think yeah you might society you might even have like a a moment in time where you feel like everything's against you like not necessarily like it actually is that way but Mm -hmm. just like a wave of doubt Clearly, yeah. that one resident felt that way about me that yeah, yeah, he I mean, couldn't both be successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 unfortunately. Next one. No one seems to know who created the system or how far back it goes. Most of your inquiries are met with silence. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, this is like your your God. research thing. Oh like, yeah. Why do I have to switch back and forth between these two different? And that, I'm like, that's just I'm, how we do things. Is this just part of it? <laughs> oh man. Um, I feel like I know though that it was like white men who created the system (laughs) yes that's true do you you think but which specific okay but I I guess that's kind of all system (laughs) well oh I I know the person who created the system actually I know of the person and uh, Flexner that's right yeah we talked about him on the show go find the Flexner report I often recommend reading it okay it's basically describes the Flexner report came out in the early uh, 20th century 
And basically, it was a complete condemnation of medical, the medical education system at the time, which was mostly for profit. Basically said, the change to make here is to make sure that science is tops. Mm-hmm. It's all about science. It's not about the provider. It's not about the learner. It's about science. You can see where that's mm-hmm. like both good and a problem because yeah. it means that your concerns as individuals in the system have no meaning. Mm-hmm. It's all about the science. Yeah. This also makes me think like it doesn't even have to be like the system, like capital T, the it could be like lowercase t, the like a specific like requirement within a rotation or mm-hmm. you you don't have to do wellness passports this year, right? No. Nope. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So like yeah. I guess that's an was, example of don't apologize. Our our pain I'm is so your gain. I'm excited for you. No, this is great news. I'm not even mad that I had to do it anymore. I'm just so happy that someone So I guess that's the opposite of inquiries. <laughs> inquiries are met with silence. But like for a long time it was like who created this idea? Why are we doing this? Like I don't know, it just is the way it is. There are parts of every system that I you're like so you're like why? Angry. Why is why is this? Yeah. So the, the existence of wellness passports. I took the existence of them personally. It's odd that we've <laughs> never brought up wellness passports on the show before without, <laughs> yeah. without people going Ugh. Yeah. I there are people who religiously listen to this show who are not a part of this institution who know very well what wellness <laughs> passports are. <laughs> That's very odd. All right, here's the next one. The system has been designed, they say, to give everyone a fair chance, even as some levels clearly reward those with certain backgrounds, physical traits, or just the good luck of going last. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is like that thing, right? Where, awesome. yeah, like the, how many... <laughs> Where like so many more people, like you're much more likely to become a physician if your parents were physicians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that was something that was really surprising to me. Like coming here without having like family members who are in medicine, like just how many conversations I would have with my peers and and, like a significant proportion. Right. And then they're just like, oh yeah. Like I'm like, oh yeah, what do your parents do? Or like, where where are you from? And that sort of comes up along and they're like, oh yeah, like my parents, like a doctor at this hospital or my parents, like... (laughs) pediatric knowledge or, or whatever and i'm just like oh like it, it was it was a lot more folks than i was expecting sure it's yeah. not always an unfair like advantage oh, I yeah. mean, you're, you're probably more likely to be a plumber if your father was a, yeah. if your parents were a plumber sorry you're if the people you grew up with i should say to be inclusive if the people you grew up with are technically your first mentors then yeah. it's yeah. kind of like you were mentored from oh, birth yeah. by a physician right. so right. you were yeah. almost mm-hmm. certainly destined to be right one. And, I, and I'm not saying like that with like resentment or anything either. Like yeah, yeah, not, yeah. No, not a bone no, of it's not a value judgment. I say that. But yeah. I think it, it is certainly like a level up, though, at the same time, too. Like you probably have a much better picture of like what you need to do during undergrad. Yes. You probably yeah. and while granted, maybe expectations have changed since the times that your parents were in it. But you just sort of have a better grasp on a lot of those things. You, you've than, got an you've, you've got a more basic understanding of the system. Than, right. Than, let's see. If you do not follow the arbitrary and often unclear rules, those in power can terminate your progress. I, I hate bad. this game. Yeah. <laughs> you are playing a game. Are you, you're measuring my biometrics right now, aren't you? Yeah. That's uh, that, camera, that exactly, camera right there. That camera right there. I can see your blood flow in your face. And that's this is right. Exactly what right we were here. talking about oh, before the show. Like With turning, yeah. turning yeah, exactly. in an observed physical exam. Mm-hmm. And history for every single rotation or oh, yeah. <laughs> turn. I've, I don't know. I really want to go on Epic and count how many notes I've written at this point. And the mm-hmm. fact that like just last week I had to submit a note 
to be graded and it's just like I've written like probably at least 300 oh yeah and you well you know that know everyone that. who's gonna grade your note though is gonna grade it differently based on what they yeah. want mm-hmm. but they're not gonna tell you what they want in the note before you do it mm-hmm. like you're just gonna have to figure it out and hope you guessed right <laughs> on what they were wanting uh-huh. <laughs> let's try let's go to the next one at some point you will be required to dress nicely for a formal dinner. They will say this is a chance for you to relax and enjoy yourself. You will suspect that this too is part of the game. You will not enjoy it. This might have been more applicable during now we have in-person residency Zoom interviews. resident happy hours. Yeah. <laughs> even Bring your own drink and food optional <laughs> to a Zoom happy hour. Jesus. Oh my God. Oh it's like when like white coat and professional dress was technically required for Oskis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that. And I was like, what was I on where I had to dress nice and wear my white coat and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's for the Oscar. And they're like, I never once in my whole career, as I think it was internal medicine, have worn both a white coat and professional dress. And I was like, then why are they requiring it for me for this test? I kind of understand to some point, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't totally hate it for Oscars. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like you're role playing. So I don't know. I don't it's love Oscars. Why can't but- I role play in scrubs though? Yeah. If for a surgery, Oski. <laughs> that, that yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they do Oskis in surgery? I don't know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. At a certain point with COVID, though, then we all just started wearing scrubs and mm-hmm. it was still fine. Because so. there's definitely still dress codes in a lot of outpatient yeah. clinics. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't no, know. but for the inpatient internal medicine Oski, it I is feel really like weird. Scrubs like, would have been acceptable. Yeah, it, especially because you're like on the wards, and then you take two hours out of your day to go do the Oski, yeah, change into professional yeah, stuff, yeah. then change back into scrubs. It's kind of yeah. weird. True. Next one. If you win, you experience survivor's guilt and risk being pulled back into the game. This is really dark. <laughs> it's really dark. Yeah. Um, I guess what I was thinking about with this, you tell me if I'm wrong. If you win, i.e., you get a job in medicine. Mm-hmm. The dream. The dream. Like, Do I the goal. even deserve You're pulled this? back into the game. Now you're... You're back at the bottom. Now you're the... Yeah. You're, well, you're, now you're the people who administer the game. Right. Uh, I fully plan on being the nicest attending ever. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. once. We'll see how that goes, Abby. How do? You, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm because because you know, like, there is a there there is this idea that, and certainly there are many many excellent residents and attendings and and mentors and mm-hmm. things like that. But there's always going to be a few people who are like. I suffered, so... Hard, yeah, yeah, I suffered, yeah. so you should, too, kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't have to be that way. You don't. Right? You That's don't, true. and you should. I'm not. I know for Perhaps. a fact I'm not. I'm I'm going to be an awesome mentor to every young person that works for me. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I already am, actually. Well, and I feel like the people like, not I've to brag, learned the most from are not that yeah. way. I am not to brag, yeah. but like, and I say hey, that in defiance of like all the terrible people I've had to work right. for. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's my you to them. And you can like, also get, yeah, you can get satisfaction from like having people on your side mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. And just being like, you can mutually benefit from those relationships as well. Yeah. Even from a cold and calculating standpoint, it's better for everyone when you work together. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing to be gained from being... Uh, suffering 
can be character building. Adversity mm-hmm. is character building, mm-hmm. but suffering for simply suffering sake. Yeah, we don't need to create it out of yeah. nowhere because it <laughs> exactly. already exists in the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Could not agree more. I feel like I've been like yelling into the mic. That's fine. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I guess that's what editing is for. That's uh, no problem. <laughs> Last one. Those who have been through the experience have a haunted look in their eyes. They will beg you not to do what they did. I was I was facilitating a small group for earlier in the week, and I was like trying to like hide my like existential crises that meant plural plural. I was like trying to like appear way happier. I mean, I was honest too, but I was like. Trying to hide the haunted look in my eyes. Well, how many times have you heard like of people who are attendings who are like, I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't advise. I literally, there is an ENT physician that I shadowed that said, don't go into medicine. Mm. Like straight up. I shadowed him twice and both times. He's like, are you back again? I told you before. He was like, Did you not hear me the first well, because we had already <laughs> scheduled like two days in a row. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he was just like straight up. He's like, just he's like, don't do it. The future is bleak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Oh no. I think he had other issues. No. Going yeah. on. I feel like yeah. I feel like the folks who say that are usually experiencing burnout, which is like a majority yeah. of physicians. It right? was yeah. like, well, yeah. at some point. So yeah. I was in I was in high school. From 2009 to 2013. So right when like Obamacare was being passed Mm -hmm. and like EMR and billing was getting more complicated and Mm -hmm. he was in his early 50s. So it was just like on that Uh. cusp where we still had like quite a few ways to retire, Mm -hmm. but also was set in his ways. Mm -hmm. And I just think that he was kind of sucked into this like gap that like it was kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just probably a lot other more personal things that I have no idea about too. Right. But yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people in the group you're describing got absorbed into like bigger health. Like a lot of those people were probably solo providers, mm-hmm. and after updating the health, which it desperately needed, they just couldn't keep up with the fine. Like not everyone can afford to hire a medical IT person. Like that's right. very expensive. So they, they point being like they got taken care of, like they were absorbed into mm-hmm. places that took care of all those <laughs> they things. Were absorbed, they were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were assimilated. They were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Uh, autof- uh, autophagy. They yes. were autophagy. <laughs> oh. well, thank you for being on the show with me today. That's Thanks it. You don't have more soul-crushing statements to share with us. That was I've, a fun game. I've crushed <laughs> your, I've crushed your souls enough for today. Gathered no, no one in particular is like, well, what the hell? Am I Metaphorical, <laughs> critical thinking exercise. Aline, Abby, Madeline, Nick, thank you for being on the show with me today. Thank you, Dave. Did you call him Nick? Nick? No, Wick. It happens. Yeah. I, I re- Isn't your I last name like Wick? Wick so yeah, it's so like it, that Noah happens a Wick. lot. That happens a lot. Let's just oh. go with it. But like, why do people care how their names are pronounced? <laughs> I what can't. in the world? It's actually a great nickname. Like Nick? for for people who know what your full name is. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's one syllable. You do save time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's very important yeah. to me. <laughs> I want to be efficient in everything I do, including the calories I save not saying two words. <laughs> right. Yeah. And what kind of dirty dog would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us a part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available. Our editors are AJ Chowdhury and Eric Bozart. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. 
Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, shortcoats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. 